Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice Hate Productions. Hello everyone, welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 93, The Pride of Mandalore. I am your host, Ed Horton, of course, alongside me, my friend, Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend? I'm doing well, Ed. How are you doing? Good. And our producer extraordinaire, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going, my friend? Good, thanks, Ed. Good. So again, our friends at AMG just love to drop stuff in and around our recording schedule, so at least we can actually talk about stuff. We've got a lot of things to discuss on The Mandalorian. I will, sorry, I, I will say, no, I, some of this dates back to like the 15th of December, which is the day before we recorded last time. But we had other stuff to talk about because of the stream. So, like, right. So, we, we intentionally held. And yeah. But yeah, like, stuff from this week, just cards, 22 pages of, and I, that isn't even all of them. <laughs> I this, said to Chris, this is, this is cherry like, picking. This, this is the way that Ed used to do his notes whenever we were doing another show. Like, this is how we used to get notes just like this, and we would talk about each individual card. So, it's going to be fun. We're going to be very, very heavy x-wing focus show today um this is of course uh, at the time of the recording is going to be our last show in 2021 so moving forward to 2022 after this so we'll we'll say our happy new years and all that stuff at the end but let's get on to our flight deck stuff we've been doing lately sean i have no idea what you have been doing lately so what have you been doing lately my friend i have been fixing stuff around the house <laughs> that's kind of my i bought a um as a therapeutic tub to help me with my back and nervous system. Ooh, that sounds like a good idea. So I had to uh install two electrical circuits and then I had to change out some plumbing. So most of my time when I've done anything is has been dealing with that. My son has helped me greatly with those, which is a huge blessing. And then um basically other than that it's mostly been work and then getting ready for this weekend having a four-day weekend and my son and i did the plumbing stuff today which was which was nice so it's out of the way i don't have to worry about it now i'm prepping for a a snowstorm that may or may not hit here um and we may or may not get you know actual snow so We've we've had a kind couple of dustings. That's about it. Not nothing. It's been it, it's fifty four degrees this afternoon. Yeah. Um. I did buy some some more stuff for forty k. I got uh. I got the sisters of battle the Christmas box or whatever they call them. <laughs> the ones they put out at Christmas time. I got that, and then I got the orc box. So kind of expanding on our kill team stuff a little bit with those and given us other stuff to play for small skirmish stuff. Uh, of course, I have to start assembling stuff which would be helpful, but you know, that's another that's another show. Um so I got that and then I got the Arkham Horror card game. Um I was able to get the core set and then the new the new expansion, but I wasn't able to get the Dunhold or whatever it's called expansion stuff yet because it's out seemingly everywhere around here. So I need to get that so I can get the characters and then the campaign setting. So, so kind of done a lot of, a lot of stuff to play stuff, but nothing really playing. Um, I can understand that. 
and then I bought uh, Project Zomboid, Zom something like that, off Steam, Ooh. which is a it's a zombie survival game that has a flair of like The Sims in zombie survival style. Um, so I bought that for my Wednesday game group. I bought it for everybody there, and then so it'll give us something to play on Wednesdays. And then I bought a new motherboard today and a new case, so I can. I've always planned on upgrading the motherboard. The one that came with the computer that I bought was suitable for a time, and then I bought this one to upgrade it so I can use all of my memory and stuff. So yeah, that's always useful. Is it going to be able to take the same processor? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's just an upgrade. It's the. 560 it's an msi 560 uh, b560 and then like thunder something or other um yeah, the same thing that i got uh, yeah you but you have the amd version i have the yeah correct i yeah, have the this, AMD this will be the this will be the the other version so the intel I, yeah the intel version so i got that coming and then the m- motherboard i have now is a micro board it's not a full-size atx board gotcha. So I wanted that so that I could expand my, I have another M.2 memory or drive to put in it. And of course the video card in the case, I bought a bigger case because it's this, I love the case, but it's a really a tight fit case and I want to add more cooling. um, And I'm probably not a hundred percent sure, but I'm potentially going to add in a liquid cooler instead of a fan fan cooler for the processor just because not because i have to but because i can are you so, talking like are you talking like one of the a uh, all-in-ones it's just like directly yep. on, on the cpu that's not a bad yeah. like they've got they've come a really long way in uh developing those a all-in-ones now those are pretty good like i mean you can go the whole you know bending your own tubing system if you wanted to to cool the video card cool the memory if you wanted to but it's usually the cpu is one that you're really worried about well if i really wanted to go overboard with it you know i would buy the external pump system and all that if i yep. really wanted to and then get a die for your uh, video card and go down that route yeah but ultimately i'm not that interested in like if i were a streamer maybe just to have some more flair that type of thing but yeah there's no point in it truthfully the all-in-ones will do chris and i were talking about it before you got on but an all-in-one will do exactly what I need to do it, you know, for it. Because I'm going to be able, with the bigger case, I'm going to be able to add more more suction fans, too. So the whole thing is just going to be cooler. And cooler in the sense of, hey, it's cool, you know, that type of thing. So yeah, I've got seven fans, not, well, eight if you include the one that's sitting on top of the CPU on mine right now. So Yeah. Yeah, mine... Right now, mine has let's see, mine has four plus the CPU with the new case because I'm getting a, a fractal Meshify two instead Very of the nice. instead of I love fractal cases. I love the airflow you can get, and then of course you have the side that you can see inside and everything. So I'll be able to do the 140 fans again instead of because I have three 140s in it right now, and then I. To add a fifth fan, I would have had to go to a 120, and I actually have those, but I decided, no, I'm just going to go to the bigger case, do the liquid cooler, and then just add as many fans as I can shove into the thing. Yeah, but those, those cool. extra fans would be on the top. Those are just exhaust, though, correct? 
Uh, one's one because I don't have the extra suction fan. There, one suction, one's exhaust. Oh, on the oh, top. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because I don't have that bottom fan on the front, so we did it that way just uh, just to set it up. So I got a little more airflow across the processor and stuff. Yeah, no, mine's got mine's got three on the front, one in the back for exhaust, and then I've got three pushing air off the top too. Yeah, mine will. If I go with the all in one, I'm gonna. We, with the size of the case, I think I can go with like a three or four 120 or like a two or three 140. But I, once again, I don't know. You know, that'll be the game time decision on that one when we start putting it together. That will be the last thing that I do with it. Because we got to see how much headroom there is and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because those, be those, those radiators and those AN1s are they're, they're pretty streamlined, but they do take up a good chunk of space. Well, and for me, I, if if the hoses, you know, if the circulating hoses are going to be in the way, I don't want it. I don't need it. You know, it, it depends on where you put. It depends on where you put that radiator. If you put that radiator on the top exhaust, they're just going to be right in the front. It, the, where you start bumping into the problems is when you put the radiator in the in the very front of the case, because mm-hmm. then those hoses have to cut across. And just, yeah, this will go on the top. the The, the whole yeah. point is the top. It's just. We just have to see it. Uh, my son has the fractal extra large case, so his is different. You know, his is gigantic compared to what mine is. And, um, you know, basically the only reason why I'm doing it, it was something I had planned that I had to wait till I could afford to do. And then the motherboard actually was cheaper than the motherboard I have now, to be honest, which is weird to me. But, um, and then of course the case, you know, that's fractal cases are not cheap. So I see that while we've been sitting here, Chris went ahead and bought that game. <laughs> oh, the live, Project Zomboid? Live updates. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm going to do. Sean's just chatting away. I'll, I'll go and buy the game. <laughs> How much yeah. is that on Steam? Just out of curiosity. It's like $11 Canadian, so basically free. Oh, that's, yeah, not, yeah. that's it's not like bad. 10 bucks. Yeah. So, it's interesting you're talking water cooling, so I'll jump a hair into mine just a bit. Um, I think I mentioned this before that I ended up picking up a backwards compatible PS, uh, a PS3, and I'm loving it, absolutely loving it. And now I want to make sure that I maintain it forever. And I've stumbled onto a PS3 modifications group on Discord, and the uh, the the buzz there is to keep the CPU and GPU cool and from keeping them from overheating is their water cooling their PS3s, and I'm like. There are water cool blocks you can go and get tanks. They're like like everything just kind of sits on the outside. You have to you have to keep the case standing as opposed to flat. But beyond that, you can go through it. And I'm like, I think I'm gonna end up water cooling my motherboard. So it's gonna be. I'm genuinely considering doing it. It's not that expensive. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I just I'm just doing it because I want to, not because I have to. <laughs> well, I'm doing it because it's a 15 year old console, and those backwards compatibles once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, those things are, yeah, it's, I actually saw that they they put out an Amiga 500, uh, whatever you call it, the retro console, or it's a retro computer, like, Mm -hmm. it's like an Amiga 500, and uh, I'm tempted to buy that, but the games on it suck, so I'd have to figure out how to get all the ROM, you know, how to get all the games on a memory stick and then just just do a a raspberry pi like my 
honestly, if you're if you're genuinely looking forward to those, like my Raspberry Pi has like every Amiga 500 game ever made. I still think, really, um, yeah, doing it on the PSPs better because it's just it's portable handheld. Like Carry I, it with you kind of thing. I had to buy a Sony memory stick, but yeah, that was it. They are like, they are, pro- they are pro- proprietary. Yeah, but I got one of those, and I've got like. Every Super Nintendo game I want on it, up the PlayStation One games, a couple of PlayStation Two games that I'd want on it, and that's right. So, so like with your Raspberry Pi, is that something that I could get you to put the games on a memory stick and then send it to me, and then I could use if I had the Amiga? Uh, I could do you one better. I could direct you to a, a website that you could find that actually have pre-generated uh, images on them, and you literally just burn the image onto the uh, SSD and then plug it in and go like, it's literally that easy. Well, for the, what do you mean by S? So like for computer you're talking about or for, so so the raspberry Pi, what it does instead of having a physical hard drive, it has a micro SD card. Okay. So depending on how big of a micro SD card is, how big of an image you can burn onto it. I have a um, 250 gig um, micro SD card plugged into it. So I have, Every video game that was made from the 1970s and right up until the PS1, all on that one single image. Wow. Yeah, because... It's in my little case. It looks like a Nintendo. Because <laughs> I want to buy the the Amiga, but then you the only way you can access is through USB. Yeah, so the Raspberry Pi's got four uh, USB ports. It's got two USB, two... Uh, depends on which Pi model you go with. I went with the, U, uh, the Pi 4. I'm not doing the Pi. I'm not doing Pi. No, 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 I know. I'm saying, like, yeah. if you decided to go down that route. No, God, no, because I wouldn't understand anything about it. So, no, my, my thing is to buy that Amiga console, the retro console, and then use the games on the retro console. Anyway, that was my flight deck. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Chris, what have you been doing lately? Or did you guys already cover that whenever my well, internet We started, went? but we kind of piddled we, we around and, and yeah. stuff, so. Um, so I had a, a good Christmas, because this was the first time Evie was old enough to know everything, what was going on, and I actually knew what she'd asked for for Santa and everything like that. Um, so that was cool. Um, and then I was showing Sean... I bought myself a League of Legends statue. Oh, Christmas. cool. Um, like the first champion I played when I first started at like 2012 or whatever. However wow. many years ago. Um, uh, it's coming up on 10. <laughs> I, I actually unboxed it while we were waiting, you know. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, that was uh, pretty cool. And then I played a game of Necromunda. We're kind of getting ready to end the campaign now because we, um, this was our like kind of dry run. So we've said we'll give it until the end of January um, and then we'll call the first like season or whatever done. If you want to continue playing with the same gang, you basically take a champion that'll be a leader and then you start a fresh gang um, or you can just start a new gang from scratch. So I've got a um, I played a game and got enough to hire one of the other models that I converted. So I don't think I'm going to manage to hire all of my Ogrins that I went Aww. overboard and built. I mean, I'm already at, like, if I get to field my entire gang, it's already like 12 models, and I'm not supposed to have more than other people. <laughs> but yeah. Um, 
but I've got um, an Ogryn I've converted where he's got like a grapnel launcher on one ha hand and then it's holding a big rock saw in the other hand so he can just like Batman himself across the table and then nice. hit me with his uh, <laughs> so it's pretty cool I'm excited to uh, get him on get that I've given him my it's the um the uh, the Ogryns from the Imperial Guard so I've got a respirator head for him so he's got a oh, respirator very on stuff. Nice. So, yeah, I'm gonna I might do it. Like you're talking like the Deathcore Creed kind of like respirator mask kind of thing? Yeah. Nice. It's good. Um so I'll probably try and paint him at some point next week. I've got um if I get free time over a weekend, I'm gonna try and paint up the first um eight woman squad of the Sisters of Battle. Ooh, on uh, stream. So I can get uh, probably not on stream because it's more just experimentation and stuff at the start. Sure. So I want to get a color scheme dying and everything. Our martyred um, lady. And then uh, I know, but it's more how I get the how you. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, that's about it, really. If not played, too, like we played some just like normal card games uh, when my mum was here over Christmas. Played a lot with Evie. Um, not done too much of than that. I'm still reading. June or June, I've finished enough that I am past the movie now. There you go. Um, so yeah, so you'll be all, I, you'll I be all caught book. up in two years. Yeah, you do, right? Yeah. There's more details. It's not even that there's more details, it's a like he's telling a different story, which is okay, nothing wrong with that. But well, and again, and it's I, interesting. I, I feel like the book is Jessica's story and not Paul's story. And the movie's Paul's story. Yeah. So. I, I, I tend to agree with that. But we don't know how part two is going to go. Danny wrote basically just flat out and said, like, this is, I'm not making a second Dune movie. I'm continuing the first movie and yeah. completing it. And so, like, it could take that turn. I can't remember if I spoke about this with you guys last time or if it was with Greg and other people at the store or whatever. But yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with this being like, Peter Jackson's Water Rings or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that's how I feel about it. It doesn't it isn't Chris Sheriff's Dune, so it doesn't have to be everything that I want it to be. Right. Or how I would have done it. It's irrelevant. And I enjoyed watching the movie, it was fine. And that's so, how I take all movies. It's if somebody else makes a movie, I have to enjoy their movie. It's not my movie. It's somebody who wrote the movie and somebody who filmed, you know had their view of the movie and that's that's how i do everything you know it's, yeah it is their interpretation correct and if i don't like it well i don't bitch about it because too much you know because my son and i actually had this conversation today about the the book of boba fett Ooh. And, oh, spoilers oh no spoilers for people but, no, no 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 there won't yeah. be any spoilers it's just my interpretation of it is i actually like the first episode you know I didn't go into it with any expectation because I don't like Boba Fett to begin with. He's not my Ooh, heresy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. See, that's the problem is that people think that's heresy and it's like, no, as you just never appealed to me, you know, he wasn't the cool guy to me as a kid. He was just another character that was basically in a lineup of bounty hunters, you know, and I, I never mean... saw, and this is what I was telling my son is I never saw the, I never saw the um, Christmas special that he was, or the the not Christmas special, but the maybe it was the the 
yeah, animated he, that, thing he was in. Yeah, he was in the he was in the Christmas special. He was animated at the time. That was the yeah. first time. That was his quote unquote first appearance. Yeah, and and I never paid. You know, I don't remember that at all. So I don't even remember I never, if I ever I've saw never, the Christmas special. I never got to see the Christmas special until I was an adult. Yeah, because of course Lucas, like of course I was born in seventy eight. By the time that was in get the, to. I didn't get to stab myself in the eye until I was just an adult. You I know, didn't you get can't to re- like trash my expectations of everything I love until I was an adult. I'm just saying you don't. I I honestly feel like you don't get a legitimate gripe or a bitch about something until you've actually seen it and experienced it, and then you get your opinion. You don't get to formulate. You don't get to have people tell you something's crap because I can list a long list of movies that people think are crap that I absolutely love and think are fantastic. The and that's and that's why the Fincher version of Doom, for example, I love that movie. Yeah, everyone thinks it's crap. I've I've probably slept to that movie more than any other movies I've slept to. So, and it's not because it that's not a negative either. It's a movie that actually has cadence that I can sleep to. You know. Yeah. And that's yeah. My Amazon account. I've probably played that more than any other movie on my account. So, anyway, Chris, to get back to you. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We did um, I think I played a game of X Wing since we last recorded, but um. Yeah, not too much. I think I just played a not a standard uh, game. I've not really. We didn't put because I've gaming nights on Friday, so obviously it would have been Christmas Eve, and it's going to be New Year's Eve. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be playing this week either. But yeah, it was, I built a couple. I built a couple lists on two point Yazab or whatever it is. Yeah, two point and it kind of got confusing because I don't know totally everything that's not going to be there. Um, you know, because it has access to almost everything. He hasn't done the the standard, you know, X Wing yet on it. That I when I was on it, he hadn't done it yet. So I'm hoping they do because I would like to just be able to not have to think too hard to try to figure out what's available and what's not. I think I'd really like to see the printed rules for it. Like obviously we can run one mission because we kind of saw it played in a stream to get an idea of how that works. But I really want to dive in and read it, read the rules once they're released. Well, what I would say is obviously, like, when, well, even now, I suppose, I I would assume, but if you go on to Yasby now and try and make a list, but switch it from extended to hyperspace, it's just like the drop-down menu. So I imagine it Oh, that's be, true. That's like, true. I didn't think of that. I imagine that's what they'll have for everything. And then, no no doubt, they'll have the, uh, the community-led points thing that will inevitably start. From all of the saltiness that mm-hmm. is uh, going down, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm waiting on that. Yeah, I mean that'll be uh, this that'll is be the, interesting. This is going to be the only bit of negativity I bring to the show. So I'm pretty happy and positive at the moment, you know. But I, I can see it. But the the with the best of intentions, there's a couple of guys pushing uh, in like the UK group and stuff at the moment for like um, a community hub for X Wing. And I can see the building blocks of it being a fuck AMG. Let's make our own with, with beer mm-hmm. and hookers, or blackjack and <laughs> yep. hookers, and cocaine, lots of it. Right. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm I'm seeing the same thing, Chris. I'm I'm interested to see how that that happens. I go back to my original standing a statement I made about five minutes ago. You don't really get to knock on something and call it shitty until you've actually tried it for yourself. It yeah, but there's I mean, a lot of. 
There's a I, lot of ce- there's a lot of people that believe they're celebrities in this game. Uh, it's and they think yeah. that, that shot, it's more like No, I'm saying some of the things I've read, you know, from yeah. world champions and things like that. And it's just yeah, it, that's what Doug bothers me. Oh no no no, not, <laughs> not man, that Doug guy. <laughs> he quit he quit X Wing long I ago. That's no. why he was the safe target for me, Sean. <laughs> I know. Love you, Doug. If you ever ever hear this, it was only a joke. It wasn't me meant to be mean. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, but, it was uh, meant yeah. to be mean, Doug. But on case we know you can take it, and we'll laugh along <laughs> with us. Yeah, for sure. But you know, that's my point: is that you know, just people think that their their opinion actually matters. <laughs> I mean, you know, when when it doesn't, you know, they're not making the game. It's just like I talked about a few minutes ago about movies. They're not making the game. So yes, they have a they they can have a say, but do they really have a say? It's not even that. It's it's more like it just. I I feel like, and this is really weird, but I feel like, and I I had a conversation with Ollie about we were chatting publicly, and then he sent me like some messages privately. I'm not going to go into the details of, but it was generally just like a thanks for having an engaging conversation where we're actually listening to to each other and responding to each other's points without being like emotionally just talking at each other or past each other kind of thing. Right. Um and we're having a chat and like one of the things I said was like I personally don't really see any issues, but that's because it feels to me like it's becoming more of a miniatures game. And I like miniatures games. Right. If right. I came to X Wing from a card game or board game background, I can imagine it would feel more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because X-Wing, to me, has always felt more like a card game than a miniatures game. And I feel like the pendulum's swinging slightly. And that will make, like, if you've never played a real miniatures game, then X-Wing is moving more towards that. Right. It's understandable. Like Maybe but, that's why I don't have that big of a problem with it. Because it, like, it just feels like a natural progression of the game. And that, But you've got to remember that there's a bunch of people, like, FFG don't, don't or didn't make miniatures games. They made board games and card games, right. and that's like X Wing always felt like like that. Like all the card combos and the way it worked and all mm-hmm. of that yep. kind of thing, and like the ability stack and everything and how all of that would work. Um, we Sean as well now. No, just no, can't. no, no. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, I just shut the camera off for a second. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> just making sure. Yeah, um, the show of drops. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um, what I was doing, I don't think people wanted to see. So oh, that's okay. oh, good. <laughs> we'll just have some audio description version. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the fact that it, it move, <laughs> it's moving more into a miniatures game. Whilst it doesn't bother me because I've seen editions change. Like I started playing Warhammer Fantasy at third edition. I played second edition 40k. Fantasy made it through eight editions and switched to Age of Sigma, of which we're on the third edition. Right. 40k yeah. is on the current ninth edition. I started in second. Yeah. Like, I've seen... It, does, it I can just doesn't that bother go, me. It's like, yeah. I can well, sit that change, I go through my third edition, fourth edition, fifth edition, sixth edition core rule books over there, and then, like, you just sit there and go through them. Like, the games change and evolve. And, and this yeah. might be the... 
not what people would expect. And this is not where I intended the conversation to go at all. But like I said, we'll get this out of the way now. Like, yeah, maybe AMG will do all of this and I won't like X-Wing anymore and I'll just play some doubt. I, I don't see it. I feel pretty excited about it. Like, I am. Well, oh, I'm so you, like, so. My, well, my son and I, my son and I were actually having a conversation that led to that same thing, where you know, X-wing, you know, because we were having the conversation about the angst and anxiety that people have about it, and he brought up a very valid point: is that you know, X-wing, he doesn't, he won't like, he doesn't like second edition because he liked the car, the the shipbuilding aspect of the game where the cards mattered, you know, all the upgrades mattered. They weren't built in, they mattered. And, and that was interesting to me because second edition, a lot of the cards that you would have put on are already built into the ships. And so it's not as fun or as in depth as what he liked from first edition. I think there's a lot more, and we've spoken about this in the past. So, so don't, I don't want people to get a wrong idea here. I'm not being disingenuous <laughs> when I say this. I'm basing it on the intent of what second edition was supposed to be, not what is factually accurate. But there is a lot more um, variance in second edition. You don't have things like guidance chips or expertise, like that just push. Like you shoot something, you're guaranteed to get four hits, and then they're guaranteed to roll three evades. So there was not like X Wing 1.0 at the end. If you were playing it correctly wasn't a dice game no it was a card game yeah like you knew you might as well have been playing pokemon and dealing specific amounts of damage with each attack to each other because the attack stat and the defense stat weren't variable because there was that much tiered on top of it because of that card building aspect of the game right and uh, we've had this conversation before about if you if you shoot soon to your fell in pulp, if you play your triple jump masters with guidance chips and proton torpedoes and shoot a target locked focus shot at soon to your fell at range three, he doesn't take damage like 98% of the time. Right. You, you are guaranteed to get four hits and fell is guaranteed to not cur. Right. Right. Uh, you, that's where, yeah. you know what I mean? It, like, that yeah. isn't a dice get based miniatures game. Whereas, in, no. It's, and it's diff- It's a different thing, and I think AMG feels like they're pushing it further into being that dice base. Right, so I'm going to go to a game of Necromunder I played, and it, I'm still on point. I've not forgotten about X-Wing, but the, there's a method to the madness here. Um, <laughs> so Necromunder has got an I-go-you-go system, so I activate a model, you activate a model, I activate a model, you activate a model, till we're all it's done. Like kill team. It's just like Kill Team. Yeah. Um, so in the first like seven activations, we, we aimed and shot at each other and like, cause we deployed and it's the same, like kind of line up shots. And I, like, I, I fired my snipers at the people that he could see. And, um, we all, we just rolled ones to hit in the first turn, the most, um, the mo the, the biggest thing that happened was my guy threw a grenade which then scattered as far back as it was possible to scatter and landed on one of my own people and set him on fire. <laughs> I, I, it didn't kill him, didn't do any damage. I just set, right, knocked him over and set him on fire. All right, cool. All 
Like, but this was from both players because it's single D6 rolls. Right. So, like, yeah, it's unlikely when you put the entire game together that you'll have a turn where nothing works. But the variance is there in each individual roll that it's actually not that unlikely for your guy who hits on twos to roll a one. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just, it's just what happens. And moving from um, expertise, target lock, with like stuff like protons or palp, where you're changing dice specifically to a fixed right. result, to having to actually rely on rolling like a three apes chance is hard. Yes. Well, and, and I go back to our game, Chris, because Ed's in my game was, was very dice un, unequal for when Ed and I played. When you and I played, Chris, it was it was interesting to play the game because I was rolling well and you were rolling pretty well, but the ability that Darth Vader had allowed you to not die. That, and that's where it comes to, is uh, the Force. The Force yep. ruins it all. It does. I mean, right. in a sense, <laughs> in a sense, it does, in my opinion. But that's that's me. It's uh, my th- opinion. So this rolls it into the public conversation I was ha- having with Ollie, and he's referenced bumping as something he wasn't sure about um, and how it was going to work. And I was like, and we were talking about enemy bumps, where you get the red focus action or the red calculator. That's what it doesn't matter. And I was like, well, I I understand that point of view of it. But the other side of the coin is that if you're playing something that has force and bump, you're just in a better position. Right. So all of this does is it brings stuff on a more of a parallel. Because now, like, if you're playing Darth Vader and I bump him in the tie advance, I would happily, currently, under the current rules, I will happily ram Darth Vader into you. Especially the list Sean was playing where it was like two IGs. I will mm-hmm. happily crash Vader into one of the IGs and lose my action because then one of those IGs isn't shooting at me. Correct. That's better than landing in front of both of them and having a focus. Right. Because uh, now the other one shoots me, I've got three focus, uh, three force charges, and the other one can't shoot me. So right. under the new rules, or the proposed rules, whatever you want to term it, like now I've got a decision. So, like, so this IG could shoot me at range zero, and the other one can shoot me, but I can take a red focus action. So if I don't need to like barrel, like if I don't need to K turn or anything next round, or right, there's a good blue, maybe I do do the red focus. But I still, as a force user, have a choice now that like, well, maybe I'll just keep my dial open and use the force. And you know, there's still dis- it, there's still decision points, but it's now if you're flying the X wing and swam into something, then you would just shit out of luck, wouldn't you? Because you have nothing. Yeah. Whereas yeah, right. now, maybe you do take that red focus, and it just puts you more in a parachute. Like, a kill box is still going to be a kill box if you've got four ships shooting at it. Right. But now, if you've only got the one ship shooting, it levels that playing field between a force user and a non-force user, I think. So, but yeah, anyway, I agree. But that, that was what I was saying to you. It's like, there's multiple angles to look at something from, and it doesn't like always not wrong, but I'm not wrong either. Mm-hmm. Because the, the they're, they're all true, exclusive. yeah, like they're all true statements. Yeah, like if this happens and you can do this, that like, yeah, that's a true statement. It's also true that currently, force users can bump it, doesn't matter. So, 
You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I think you know that that's that's a big thing. You know that people need to take into consideration too is you know rules changes in games does not make the game bad. It just changes your strategy in the game. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, truthfully, it's with with the amount of stuff that I don't know. This is so much like a rules change. This is. I think this will be a bigger change than moving to second edition was. Oh, gap! Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent agree with that. I think we're closer to second edition being X Wing, one point seven five. If you consider the Force Awakens set as one point five, and this (laughs) being a true second edition, than we are to this being two point five. If that makes any sense. It, yep. it makes perfect but, sense. I, mean, I agree 100%. Because the amount of changes that are happening, how they're shaking things up with how the, the fundamental rules of the game are being played. Like when we made that jump from 1.0 to 2.0, the mechanics themselves didn't necessarily change all that much. There were a couple of adjustments, a couple of tweaks, but it incorporated a lot of the stuff that had been rolled in from the beginning to the end of first edition. Points coming off of cards was a gigantic thing. That was cool. The ability to be able to change points on the fly was really, really cool. But overall, fundamentally, it still felt like the same game with a new coat of paint on it kind of thing. This this is going to change things up quite a bit. I agree. Yep. Yeah, and I, I've seen two two funny arguments. The first one, which I didn't respond to, but the first one was about swarms. You know, swarms being dead now. This will kill swarms. Dumb. Well. Well, wait a minute. Didn't bombs kill, you know, everything killed everything. You know, when you go back to first edition, turrets killed Sunter fell, you know, I mean, uh, twin I'm laser gonna be, turrets. I'm going to be really mean, Sean. And anyone who says that X kills swarms, like, yep. you don't be disingenuous with your argument because you don't want swarms. Right. But no, like, yeah. I, I enjoy playing AFOs. I can't anymore. Because apparently we were broken and overpowered, so we just <laughs> said no. We're going to put them back up in points. The very uh, first thing I asked myself too was the, they uh, weren't winning events. Like the yeah, yeah. It, when it was a swarm meta, like it was still less than like thirty percent of the field would be swarms in a right. swarm meta. Those dirty generics. But yeah. it's like it's such a disingenuous argument. Like, well, well, the best. The, the, did you like six the, antex? Did you? Was that was that what you wanted the game to be, or did you scream and <laughs> shout that that shouldn't be like? Oh, no. I like swarms, and I want them to be viable. I just don't want to lose to them. Is what people actually right. mean. So yeah, right. fuck it. Who could? I mean, hopefully this does kill swarms, Sean. Hopefully they are dead. Get fucked, me. I can never play the list I wanted to play again. But spoiler, I can't anyway because they're never allowed to be good because of. The, the, the points are, all, argu- are always overcosted. The second argument I heard made me laugh so hard. Well, what about Arvel? Ships like Arvel, you know, that have the ability when you bump, you know, to be, still be able to shoot. It just makes him worthless. I'm like, in my head, the first thought in my head was, how many times have you ever fielded Arvel? Ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and ever. That, that's just, people don't listen to what um, they're saying. I know. <laughs> I'm just going to interject, Sean. I've just seen Latour <laughs> log on to Steam, and he's playing Project Zomboid. <laughs> so he's obviously Ooh. just parted as well, Greg. Greg. Oh, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> he's obviously just parted as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious. Um, anyway, yeah, you know, that's the thing. Is, yeah, but, I sorry, think yeah. that... 
Well, that's just people not listening to AMG because they specifically said that ships that have abilities to interact with Rain Zero at the moment will get changed, so they still they'll get errated effectively. That's what they said. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, so we don't know what. To... Uh, like maybe Ervo will get errated to be if you bump. You, you your, your ship edge. just your ship just gets removed because you crash into a star destroyer, um, and then yeah. it crashes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Take bullshit off. So you, yeah, but, maybe but, that'll be Arvel's new ability. He dies, and the other ship Ooh. dies as well. But to go back to Ed Ed's point about this feeling, and your point about feeling like a miniatures game, I agree. You know, like I've never played. I, I did. I take it back. I played. You know, uh, fantasy Warhammer Fantasy. And that was mostly objective-based stuff, you know, back mm-hmm. then. And it was it was fun. It was extremely fun to be able to field my green knight in a forest and try to capture an objective with them because I could do it anywhere on the map if I roll correctly, you know. With this, and I've rewatched the Atomic Mass thing, and I don't see any problems with the objective base because the dogfight still exists. You know, are you going to try to kill the ship that's sitting on that objective, or are so, you going to? I think to... Plummer won that game because he got to twenty first. Ten of his points were from Bubba dying. Yeah, so he scored yeah. half of his points for killing Bubba Fett, and right. that's in the area control game. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like whatever that might all change. It might not be the final rules. Whatever you, right? It's not that. I I will put money on you being able to still win the game by just killing the other player. Like, yeah, it might no, not be I the agree. optimal route to victory, but if I take Vader Defender and just absolutely wreck Ed in the game, I'm sure I'll still manage to win somehow. Like maybe yeah. it would. I think it would be cool if they like if the game ends, then the game's done and whatever points to, to like if I kill all of Ed's ships. The game ends, and if he's ahead on points, then Ed wins. So I shouldn't right. kill that last ship. That would be cool. But then, yeah, but isn't the first to twenty? Like, I don't know how that would happen. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, we've this like, is assuming that you can't score points from killing. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. then what a system like Infinity does is that if I kill your entire army, the game can end. But I can also incapacitate you into such a way that you can't do anything anymore and then I just play a solo game and get the rest of the objectives right and it's being I'm going to be all Scottish now it's being canny enough to know oh if I kill this last ship then the game ends and I lose and like yeah that sounds terrible and it is and it's trapping your opponent in the game but that also sounds a lot like what X-Wing is now when I've got an A-Wing left, right, and I've got a Phoenix Squadron pilot left, and you've got Vader and a Defender left. Like, you know what I mean? We're just chasing yeah, each other around yeah. the board, not doing any damage. Now, I'm already, I'm trapped, because I'm never killing Vader, and you don't have to come anywhere near me in case I kill Vader. Right. So yeah. uh, everything, all of these negatives that I can think, and, I, and this is also, I find amusing, because I've definitely changed as a person over the time we've been doing this, because or maybe it's just my role on the show has changed from what it used to be on maybe. Nova. But um Maybe we're just getting older and wiser. Maybe but it's in like I, I can think of all of these negative thoughts and I just don't. You know what? Like, well, maybe it'll be good. Why? 
Like, yeah, why? Maybe it'll be terrible and all of my worst fears will come true. But, like, I'm not... I'm not... Can you imagine thinking like that? Like, if I open this bag of chips, maybe there'll be a dead bug in it. <laughs> if I go outside, maybe someone will drop something or oh, a bird's going to shit on me. Oh, man. Yeah. If I stay happen. inside, the, the internet's just going to go off and we're going to have to sit around for 30 minutes waiting for Ed to come back. You know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. can you imagine yeah, just... if you took what people do with what's happened with AMG and X Wing and transpose that onto the life in general? How... The, only, the only positive spin that I can give is it's clearly something that they enjoy and they love. And nobody likes seeing something oh, yeah. they love being changed. That's the only positive spin I can jump. Like, so I get it. I, I appreciate the passion for the game. I feel that well, some of their fears are a little irrational, but I appreciate the passion for it. No, I at, agree at the, with that. That's a good point, Ed. Right. I, I think at the end of the day, though, Chris is right. I mean, if you're going to be angry about a game, it's like, are you really happy in life? You know? It's, <laughs> it's not a, I'm not... Well, no, I mean, that I, that's more, how that, I look at it. Yeah, I, that's how I look at yeah, it. You know, I, it's, it's it wasn't very supposed black and to be like an, an attack as such. It's more of like... Well, I don't know. Like, I, I, do you have that outlook on everything? And if not, why right, can't you right. have the other outlook on this? Right. right. Yeah. yeah I, no. um, I think, in, in honesty... I don't actually think a lot of this is actually about AMG and X-Wing at all. I think mm -hmm. a lot of it is just people are really, really angry about the last two years and what happened to her friends at FFG and how yep. OP. I think a large portion of it and the feelings and that pent-up aggression and annoyance and frustration that comes out doesn't actually have anything to do with the, the meat of what's being changed, but I don't know. I I'm probably not smart enough to psychoanalyze the entire X Wing community, so I probably shouldn't try. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my flight decade. You know what have you been up to? Sorry, I'm asking my kids to be quiet because I I don't know what's going on. I feel like a wrestling match is going on upstairs, so I'm like, I they, getting way well, you, too. You've loud. got an RTX card now, Ed, so we can hear none of that. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. I appreciate that. Um, my, my flight deck's super, super short, I suppose. Um, I did get the app, the opportunity to actually get games in, um, because of vacation time, it was kind of bizarre for me because I had basically Thursday to Tuesday off. So this nice five day vacation. So I was back to my first day at work here, working at home and like four 30 Chad's like, Hey, we're playing at the game store tonight. I'm like, Oh crap. I hadn't even thought about it. Cause I told him that I was going to play action with him and I didn't put any thought into a list or anything like that. And Gabriel wanted to come up and play uh, 40k, and I'm like, well, since it's the only thing that I have prepared right now, why don't we play 40k this week? We'll play X-wing next week because the we have gotten confirmation from the store that we are going to be able to do our uh, 40k league. Uh, the store is on board with supporting us, so I'm super excited. And it was really nice to walk into the store this week and see I don't know six, eight brand new faces playing 40k that I have not seen in a really, really long time, and they're all starting to get geared up to play a league. So interestingly enough, you just happened to mention, hey, there's going to be a league, and all of the 40K players come out of the woodwork. So that's going to be a ton of fun. Um, 
so I'm really, really looking forward to that. Had fun, played Logan. Uh, my son and I are both kind of, and again, he's going to be on the show at some point in time here soon for the, the big 100. Um, so I don't want to knock it too much. It, it has nothing to do with that. We've been playing ninth edition and I've only played Chad and Logan and Gabe. So when you're only playing the same three people over and over again, you're only playing the same three armies over and over and over again, you tend to get bored. I need more flavor. I need more, more variety. Yep. So I'm really looking forward to getting some fresh blood and a fresh injection of new strategies. Cause it's one of those things like we're basically the four of us learning the game together. We think that we've got the game down and we think that we're doing it right, but maybe we're not, maybe there's something we're doing wrong. And because none of us know we're not correcting each other. So that's the other part um, of learning a game is getting someone else's opinion on something. Right. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Get it, get out of the echo chamber. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And of course, I think I did. I know I mentioned it at least once already today, but I did end up getting that backwards compatible PS3. It's a, a game system that I'd never played before. So I've got a whole collection of games. I started playing some, uh, I started playing the Mass Effect trilogy, which I'd never played before. So I'm about halfway through the first game. And RPGs for me on consoles always sound like a good idea. They sound like a lot of fun. Like, oh, I'm really looking forward to the story that's associated with this really cool RPG that everyone says is a great universe. The problem comes in is that lag time where you're basically just, I'm going to go and run and talk to this shopkeeper and I'm going to go run and talk over here and I'm going to go and run and get this little get that don't actually have anything to do with the story, but it's all about building the character level up. Surely you just sit around waiting for a game to tell you why you go into this castle. I don't like. What are you going to do next, guys? Do, well, do, there's don't, a don't tell me you're proactively just go and run places. <laughs> there's and, like, a part talk of that to of people. Waiting for well, we do that a lot. But <laughs> I'm talking like it's different when it's a like it's with our group of friends. We can all kind of have fun with that. But whenever it's on a console, it's just yourself. There's a part of that where it starts to like the the excitement level kind of starts dipping down and starts to get a little bit boring for me. Um, so I picked up, I said, I'm like, I've got, I don't know, 30 some games I picked up. I'm going to toss in dead space. Cause I heard dead space is really cool. And I'm having a ton of fun playing dead space on a PS3. It's super scary. I love the, I love like the action horror kind of genre. So that I spent a lot of, it was really, really nice. I had a, um, had a moment, uh, my last day off from work was Monday afternoon and I was sitting on the couch. Uh, we just finished lunch and I was like, you know, I know I've probably got like 500 emails. Maybe I should do a little, you know, um, re-entry today and go through my emails and my wife walked over tossed a controller into my lap and said no <laughs> and I went oh well I guess I'm not looking at emails today <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was kind of nice to be able to take five days to just it unplug not be thinking about work not doing anything and just kind of just relax it was really nice to be able to do that. So legitimately, that's what I did a lot of. And uh, I don't know if you're watching this on YouTube or not. We rearranged the game room. My wife decided that she wanted to remove the island out of our kitchen. Um, and then she needed a place to store stuff. So she, what was the word that you used, Chris? Appropriated the bookshelf that I used to have here. So once that happened, reappropriated. So I got a couch down here in the game room, but then we had to go and we went to Facebook Marketplace and got two new bookshelves, which actually provided me because they're higher vertically than the other one was wide. I still, I have more room now than I did before, which somehow didn't mathematically make sense to me until I actually started putting books on shelves. So I even got all my paints and stuff all set up on there. She got me for Christmas. I got these uh, laser cut uh, wood um, GW paint stands. Oddly enough, not big enough to hold the old school paints because I still have some of the old school ones. 
So like those modern ones don't actually fit. So I'm like, what do I do? I guess I'll just put them on the side or redrill some holes. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no. So we, I did some furniture rearranging and some cleaning up and rearranging of the, the man cave. And that, that was it. That was pretty much it. Christmas was good. Um, kids were super excited. They all got all the fun stuff that they wanted um, without giving away too much. Hopefully wandering. Most of them are in on the, on the knowledge now with the exception of one. So pretty much now it's like, this is what I asked for. This is what I kind of get kind of thing. So it's, it's, we're moving into this weird phase now where at some point in time, none of them are going to buy it anymore. And I don't know how I feel about that. That means they're getting too old. So uh, I have stipulated a rule in the house. No one's allowed to grow up anymore. They just have to stop. Like it, yeah, it, my, ends, my, <laughs> it my, ends my, now. My son and I had a the conver- that similar conversation today because he's 26, and where 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 I'm at right now is his old bedroom when he was young, real young, and we had like a cabin bed that had a under it was a split split base cabin bed, so you could crawl under it. At that time, I could still fit under it and get under it and stuff, and we made a fort back there for him and stuff and. But I have to change the ceiling fan out in here because the light fixture, it's a built-in light fixture that used um, a certain type of light bulb, and the whole thing just fried. The whole light system fried. So I have to change it, and I love this ceiling fan. It's so awesome. But I was telling him, you know, that, you know, I don't – it's going to be sad when I have to do it because it's kind of like the end of that era because we got this fan specifically. It's really short blades. This isn't a very big bedroom. And, you know, it was it's just that nostalgia of him and, and all that. And, you know, I was telling him that it's sad and, you know, that that he needs to stop growing up, you know. <laughs> but then I but then I told him it's also cool, though, because now he's at a point where we can have intellectual conversations. You're not talking to yeah a toddler or, you know, a six or eight year old, you know. So there's always good and bad with it. You know, as they grow, it's, you know, it, it's. At my age today, I would much rather talk to an adult than a very young child. So yeah, and I get, I get that. There, it's just it gets a little sad. Yes, that it, that it's all going to be gone. It, like, well, I, I'm lucky if I'm going to get one more Christmas like that before it's all gone, and then yeah, yeah. I, don't know I mean. The Santa fixture in our house was gone pretty quick. You know, my son figured it out at, you know, like age five that Santa wasn't real. And he did it on his own. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he he did it. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he he figured it out. He figured it out and it was ruined really, really young. So it was, it kind of made things easier. We still did Santa. You know, there was still that Santa aspect in our house, but it wasn't. It wasn't the same, but I, for me, it was ruined when I was like four because I saw my uncle carrying all of Santa's gifts out of his bedroom. You know, that's not true, him. Sean. You had just been naughty that year. <laughs> Your parents didn't have the heart to tell you. And if, if you can scientifically prove to me that Santa doesn't exist, you're a better man than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> not how science works. Uh, only prove. I mean, anyway. it's not my fault that you can't prove a negative. All I will say right. is that until someone can prove it doesn't exist, everyone has just been a very naughty boy. That's right. 
but yeah, so that's my that's my flight thing. I didn't like I said, I didn't do a ton of stuff. I've got a lot. Um, I've got a couple of days off coming up now, starting tomorrow, which is going to be nice. And then it's back to the grind until March. Ugh. I think we have Martin Luther King Day off, so I think that like beyond that, I don't think I don't have any other like planned work vacation days, and it's going to be back to me screwing up writing checks for about a month and a half. <laughs> yep. Twenty twenty one. Oops, it was twenty twenty two. Yeah, fixing everyone's fat fingered errors in the database. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, well, that'll be fun. I'm pretty much set. I've been doing taxes for the last two days for for the Dicek, the production company that makes all of this possible. I've been um, doing the year's worth of GST returns. I've, I said this last year, and I'll say it again next year. But every year, I'm like, it'd be a lot easier if I did it, you know, a month at a time. But no, no, I just do like one day it'll be like reconciling the bank account, then rec- the next day I'll reconcile the credit card, just do a year's worth of entering <laughs> transactions manually. Yep. Big all, all right. So we have uh held off on our fans for way too long. Let's go ahead and get into some of the Mandalorian stuff, shall we? Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't put these cards in any order other than what I've Find them in, and there's 22 pages. <laughs> I guess it's like an old, it's like an old Nova Squadron Raider episode. All right, starting off at the beginning, we are going to get a Mall Scum crew card taking up two crew slots, uh, limiting him on what he can go on. So, he does... so real, real quick before we go, Chris, are all these from what's on page? Blah. So the uh. The packs that we've had confirmed from AMG are the Racer Crest. Um, so some Racer Crest stuff in here. Uh, there is a Pride of Mandalore card pack, which is yeah. like the um, Aces and Hotshot pack that we brought out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so it's literally just cards. Um, Looks like cards it's got First Order on there too. Yeah. Hmm, um, that'll be exciting. Republic, Separatist, Rebel, Empire, and Scum for Pride of Mandalore. So no resistance in First Order for Pride of Mandalore. Oh. Um, then, and the Gauntlet as well, which is the, um, the giant fang fighter, which if you scroll to page 10 on our notes, and I'll probably put flash these up on um, when I do the editing on the video and stuff. It's on I'll, an epic stand. Yeah, it's on an epic stand. Yep. Is that so a large base that or a medium? That is a large base, base on, underneath gotcha. it. It looks like a small base. But the ship is just so big, it yeah. dwarfs. Yeah, um, that's, that's one of the stands for the Epics, which came I out would imagine long. that this is wider than the Raider is. Oh, yeah. I would. If you look at that wingspan, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. It's, but... it's going to dwarf the Ghost, I would think, too. Well, yeah. but is it is it is it as wide as what what's the shuttle Kylo Ren shuttle? Oh, hmm. with the wings out, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty wide by action. Yeah, because I mean I got it yeah. up here because I can't put it anywhere else. But, but I mean these wings are just gigantic on this yeah. thing. When you yeah, when you get is, down to that, it, it's probably a, about that size. It's probably yeah similar. for the wingspan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the gauntlet, gauntlet, uh, gauntlet class, 
fighter. How is that a fighter? Like it's that juncture. Like legitimately. And again, this is the whole thing of like X Wing's not to scale, and I get that. But when it's basically like I could put a GR seventy five right next to it, and it's bigger than a GR seventy five. So, from memory, the Gazanti and the Ghost are to scale, and like theoretically, there is a scale to X Wing. I don't know that it's consistent because it was Armada isn't to scale. Mm-hmm. But I believe X Wing is. Be. I believe X Wing is to scale. So, right, so if if that's the case, then that thing well, is- it, it, this ship is bigger. So if you, I saw a thing on Facebook or somewhere where they were showing the comparisons of this to because they were complaining about the size of it, of course, but they were showing it the comparison of this to the Ghost and to the Millennium Falcon, and this is much bigger than both those ships, right? Because like in a, reality, in reality, you know, when you watch those on TV or on a TV, the Falcon looks like a giant ship. You know, it's a big ship. But then when you compare it to big ships, it's really not a very big ship at all. Right. Yep. It, it's like a, uh, what, a Ford F-350. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With dualies in the back. Yeah. But yeah, like ships like and truck nuts. No, don't forget the truck nuts. It's all right, Alan. Alan, it's a, a joke for one. Um, listen, listen to the last D and D podcast if you, you want to get that joke. Um, yeah. So we have the gauntlet. I mean, might as well start with the gauntlet while we're here. Might I'll, as well. I'll just yeah. tell you the pages for uh, all of this stuff. Do you want page 18 for the dial for the gauntlet? Sure. So I should let's have put these out. in a better order. You should. That's all good. We're, we're good. All right. So we're coming in with a zero stall. I like that. Yeah, uh, but isn't that, isn't that going to go away? Because we don't want fortressing. It's red. It's all right. It's, yeah, it's red. It'll be fine. As long as, you know, somebody doesn't take the right away. You know? <laughs> he makes a good point. You can uh, because only do it a- every every three turns. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Because it is a large base ship, it only has a very small suite of ones, and it is just a one bank. Uh, those are blue, however. Uh, it has the full suite of twos. The banks and the straights are going to be blue. Has the full suite of reds. The hards, uh, the turn, the turns are going to be reds. Everything else is white. As a four straight, there is no K turn. There is no. Uh, there's no you know. Sagnar's loops. There's no. There's no nada. There is no turning around the ship. It is too damn big. It doesn't need a K turn. It's got guns on the back. It does. It does. Because page nine is the uh, Scum <laughs> Initiative One Shadow Collective Operator. The former the Death Watch soldiers who have sworn loyalty to Lord Maul continue to operate the versatile Gauntlet fighters, sometimes using them as bombers in Maul's private battles. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're looking at three attack out of the front, two out of the rear with two evade, nine hull, two shields. I would have thought it was beefier considering the size. Nine hull and two. I mean, 11's good. <laughs> 11 well, health behind two agility seems okay it, it, to me. Yeah, it's good. I would have thought it was I mean, bigger it, considering it's the size of an epic ship. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Oh. 
This one comes base with a focus, uh, a red co um, coordinate, reinforce. reinforce, and a target lock. Yeah. Yeah. Seem, seems solid enough I mean, for that dial. It's... Seems pretty pretty solid. The two evades pretty good. I do like that. It's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be similar to a lancer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the lancer's got. I think they have the like the blue hard threes, have a white hard threes or whatever. But um, I feel like it's gonna be similar. But then you've got the rear gun rather than the turret and stuff. So yeah. Is it just is it just me? But they don't have any firing arc. Oh no, there is. They're yellow. Okay, it's just the way that the photo that I'm looking at. Maybe the brightness on my monitor is off. To say, it doesn't look like there's any firing arcs printed. Oh, on. It's like, not it has a tie whisper. It's fine. I that's why I was asking. But then as I'm looking at, it, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess this. Why would AMG like, do this? <laughs> I was going to start going to all kinds of theory hammer on that one, but um, then we'll do the title next, and then we can hit some. Because why wouldn't you bounce around? Yeah, seems good. Page, Page? seventeen. Do you, you guys hear the numbers that he's rattling off? Right. Just throw that gauntlet out there. is a republic or separatist gauntlet fighter only. Separatist, that's an interesting choice. This is Bo Katan, since she can go in yeah. both fashions. Uh, Two takes energy. up your mod and your uh, title slot as well. That's cool. Uh, is two energy during the system phase you may spend one energy to repair one face uh face up ship damage card and it adds a cruise slot as well. So you only have one turn of having damaged engine at worst. At worst. Yep. Uh, that's the only one you care. It, it's a word I hate it. It sickens me. But yeah, damaged engine. What? Your turns <laughs> become more difficult. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, seems fine. That seems fine. Yeah, that seems What's, good. Yeah. Um, the, now I'm waiting for guidance because I can't, like, as I scroll down, I'm like, oh, okay. So, so we're, going back up, we're gonna go back up to Maul in the actual ship, though. Which is page seven. I feel like you shuffled the deck. Up. Whatever he did. Ten yeah. pages up. Get a grip. So Maul is uh, initiative five. Lord of the Shadow Collective this time. Different subtitle. Coming in and with he, three fours. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, and he is in Scum Faction this time. Uh, he has a focus. Um, the red, red reinforce, white target lock, and red coordinate. He's got a lot of words here. I don't know, man. He There's does. A lot of words. There, there well, are a while lot you of perform words. a coordinate action, if you've chosen a, a ship with an initiative lower than yours, so if you choose a ship that's initiative four or lower, you like, may spend one lower. force. If you do, treat that action as white, and you may coordinate one additional friendly ship with an initiative lower than yours. Each friendly ship you coordinate this way gains one strain token. Ooh. So that's a lot of words for saying that Maul just has battle meditation. Yeah. Cost of a force to do it, but it does turn the coordinate into a white, so that's good. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, though. This is a brutal ship. Uh-huh. Three, three red dice out the front, two out the back, two green dice, nine hole, two shields, and then, of course three force tokens that he can get back. Correct. And he yeah. can coordinate his other friends. You just need to make sure that you're running him with like, so it's going to be if the mall meta would be mall and ships that are a lower initiative him so they can benefit from his ability. Well, yeah, I'm fairly sure 
that we'll get some fang fighters as well, won't we? Because well, the man, like, they're bound to give us more fangs. Like, we'll, there's a Shadow Collective operative in the gauntlet, so I'd guess that there'll be some Shadow Collective people yeah. in, in there as well. Probably like, a fair guest. Um, Rogue Cast is in there, who I believe is one of the baddies from uh, the Shadow Collective. At least this is only one page down. Yeah. Um, before in, you engage... Sorry, go on. Coming in at Initiative 3, that's all I was going to say. Yeah, so a lower initiative than Maul. Mm-hmm, before you engage, key. you may gain one strain token. While you perform a primary attack, if you are strained, you may change one of your blank or focus results to a hit result. Ooh, that's really good. So, before you engage, you may just gain a strain token. Or, Maul could just give you give one when you coordinate to an action anyway. Yeah, exactly. There's direct synergy with Maul's ability. So, focus. Maul gives you a target lock at initiative 5, and then you get guidance chips for one of your attacks. Seems mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty darn good. Just have to go out and buy two gauntlets, won't you? <laughs> and try yeah. not to bang them into each other. Like, physically bang the models into each other when you're flying around the board. Yeah. Then... Do, the wing- do the wings turn up? They, yeah, because it lands do. with the wings up. Why? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just wondering if the model did. I hope so. Um, I mean, they're doing a pretty good job of articulating some of those models. I feel like they do. There, there is a painting stream that they did of repainting the gauntlet, but I mm-hmm. haven't actually watched it. But I'm sure it's in the. So if I remember, I'll try and put a link in the show notes for it. Yeah, I'll go back and look for it too. So, scum mall crew card. This so is we're going back, back on page one. Out. Back on top, we're just gonna one. go down. We're just gonna work our way down now. I blame Sean for asking questions about where stuff came. I know, I know. Um, All right, so I think I started off with this one that he's yeah. taking up two crew slots and he adds the illicit slot to uh the yeah. ship. He also gives you plus one force and comes with a purple uh core um coordinate. Core. Yeah. So my question here is not actually about this card. My question is about the other mall card that exists that is a scum crew. Do you think it, that they just ban that and then Bubba can have a crew sort back? That's a good question because they didn't subtitle this one. Like you can only have a have one like it's just more of a different time period kind of thing. No, yeah. I know, but, I know. Like because that is a I don't know. That's a good question. Well yeah. wait a minute. So real quick, where does Maul where does Maul fit in in ships like where does he come the current mall where does he, he fit in which? the conversion kit yeah so he won't getting... he won't exist anyway i think uh, let me double check that make sure i'm not just fucking lying what a liar dude what unless a he came liar. unless he came with the ghost uh, i don't think so because i have the ghost and i don't have I do, don't you have the, I have... do you have the new ghost though like the new box no i, I well i have the one that was released. It, it comes in the Ghost expansion, Hot Shots and Aces, Reinforcement Pack, Scum and Villainy Conversion Kit. So yeah, he is with the new Ghost okay. Pack. So you're right. I think you just ban him and then... After you suffer damage, you may gain one stress to recover one force. S- seems like a pretty good upgrade compared to um, the other one that takes two sorts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
I don't know if it's I don't know if that makes a ban worthy. It just it falls into an interesting category where you now have two of the same character for the same faction. Yeah, um, I don't know. I've I I don't think I'd be disappointed because I do think that um, as fluffy as it is for the Ezra combos and stuff like that, yeah, I think it's just a problem. It's one of those problematic crew cards that warps stuff. What so. read it again, real quick? When he when he uh, suffers damage, he may gain a stress to recover one force, so he has a force. So every time that's, he's... That's the, that's the current card. Yeah. And the new mm -hmm. one is, it just adds an illicit swap, but gives you a force. And mm -hmm. a purple coordinate. So, but he fits on ships that have two. Yeah. Only two. Like, mm -hmm. it's a, you're effectively... Right, if you put him on a YT for uh, a YV six six six, you're literally just paying for a force because you're never going to get your action after the first couple of rounds to coordinate. You don't. <laughs> right, maybe there's some cheeky stuff you can do with the extra illicit swap, but you know, I mean, there's, there's some cool stuff. I mean, yeah, Dead right. switch. <laughs> giving ships the illicit swap so that you can just give them overtune modulators. Um, and take the three calculate tokens just seems good. Yeah, could be interesting. I I am curious to see what what they do with the other because they've reprinted it three times now because they put it in the they put it in the pack they put it in the ghost and they put it into a card pack. So, but again, that was all under FFG rules, and now we're moving into a new game, and you've got to consider at least. Um, uh, I just it, ban it. I've my response to everything I even slightly don't like, I've lost to it once, <laughs> ban it. Just ban it, man. Just ban Get it, it out. It, it beat me, it's broken. Get it out. So can, we can now move on to the Rook cast, uh, yeah, actual but, crew card. Cool. Yeah. Uh, comes in at only one crew slot. Uh, after you perform, uh, it also adds a red target lock. Um, after you perform a red action, you may gain uh, a strain token. While you perform an, an attack, if you are strange, you may change one of your blank. So it, it, it does the exact same thing that the pilot does. That's really interesting. You may yeah. you may change one of your blank or uh, focus results into a hit. And then my favorite, Savage Oppress. Oh, man. Can you look at him savagely oppressing those people? He is. He is. Again, Scum Crew. Plus one on the force. A separatist uh, as well. Or separatist. Fair point. Fair point. I missed that. Uh, after friendly ship in your primary firing arc uh, at range one or two gains a stress or strain token. Hmm, interesting synergies we're seeing here. You may spend one force. If you do, that ship gains a focus token. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's almost as if these were all designed to work together. Hmm. Yeah, and a little more token stacking. A little more. Just a little I more. I mean, I will change my one calculate token into a focus token for the ship that's doing the shooting seems pretty good yep seems pretty darn good because you'd run savage on mall pass out those strain tokens and then in addition here have a focus token oh, at the cost of one more. the next card see uh duchess satine in the background obi-wan yep. you know just no, his, no. his not his, sad times. His, his not love lover lover. I mean Jedi and their uh, fear of attachment, man. I know. Republic Part of their downfall. scum uh, only. Prime Minister Amwek. Almec. Almec. Oh, I was um, waiting. I thought you were, I thought you were going. I was, no, I, was sorry, I was so 
it, this is a dual sided card. So you is deployed as Prime Minister Almec. Uh, so set up, equip this side face up. So a lot of words on this. You can tell these are FFG cards. I purely yep. expect AMG <laughs> cards to just be blank. Just be blank. <laughs> just pictures. Hieroglyphs, a pictograms, it'd be fine. Then let you write it in in crayon yeah. later. Adds a focus token and a, and a force. Go. Yeah. <laughs> After <laughs> a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 reveals a white maneuver, if it has no green, t- green tokens, it may gain one stress token to gain one calculate token. During the end phase, if you have two or more stress tokens, flip this card. So Okay. That's interesting. So, so you could start stacking stress on this guy. So a friendly ship so let's just pretend we're going to do it on ourselves because it's the easiest example because that yeah. takes out, it rains zero so it works on yourself it doesn't say another so range zero to two uh reveals a white maneuver so you've you flip your dial it's white if it has no green tokens which it wouldn't because it's not be, unless you coordinate to it you may gain one stress token to gain a calculate during the end phase if you have two or more stress tokens, put this card. Right, so we'll just do the first part. So I mean, why would AMG release this card? Because the only way reason to ever do this instead of doing your action would be if you think we're going to bump. But now if you bump, you can just take a red focus anyway. This is stupid. Why would AMG release this card? Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh, other than being facetious, to... yeah. Like... Yeah, because you don't have to take the stress. Well, you you do if you like. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. I don't know. Come on, spit out what you're thinking. It doesn't feel very good. So it must, yeah. like, so in my head, Especially I Especially under, under rules the way they're going to change. Yes. Yeah. So in my head, all I'm thinking is that the other side must be really good then. So I want to double stress myself as quick as I can so that I can flip this thing over and get the good side. And that is Almec Maul's Puppet. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 2, fully executes a red maneuver, that ship may perform a calculate or focus action on its action bar, even while stressed. Ooh. And now I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like I'm fucking in there. Yeah. Because this means that all of my um, bang fighters can now like talon roll and get focuses. Yeah. Yep. The, only, the only downside is you have to double stress your, gig- your ship that's toting them around. But, so like, you turn one, you do a a red stop with your gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Turn two, you do a, a, you need a white move. So you do a, what, a three bank or whatever. No, whatever white move. I've, I mean, I've got the dial fucking hell, Chris. What page is the dial on again? 20 what now? <laughs> <laughs> scroll, scroll, scroll. Um, 17? 17? So yeah, the slowest white yeah, so you did do a two hard or one of the threes. So, like, you stall turn one, get a stress. Then you do a three straight turn two, take your second stress and flip the card. How are you self-stressing, though? Because um, you you do you his reveal action the white on yourself. Oh, 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 got it, got yeah. it, got it. Then you do it so, yourself. Yeah, so you do the red stop turn one, you do the yep. three straight turn two and activate his ability on himself, and that gives him two stress. Are you... You can't clear it because you did a white move. So in the end phase, you'll have two. Then you flip, so you can flip him turn two relatively easily. Yeah, without... but then that's but that's basically four turns of that gigantic ship not really doing much of anything. 
Well, uh, if you're doing it right from the beginning of the game, I mean, let's be really honest, not, it's not even that you're not engaged. Well, you can put it no, put it turns, on mall. Your first returns, I agree. So it's on. We'll, we'll paint a picture of it's on mall. Who has okay. three fourths? Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I'm gonna skip. The in fact, no, it will not skip it. We'll just do it anyway. So we've got the Razorcrest title completely out of order for anything. Uh, the ST seventy assault ship. Nice to know what that really is. Yeah. So the Razorcrest um, setup. This is I I like this. It's just weird. This is a title. Uh, the look the again. What's the evade into the barrel roll? Yeah. Or but it's what right, so you set up place one non limited. Um, the, uh, illicit oh, upgrade based down one. under the card then during the system phase you may reveal that illicit upgrade and equip it as if it were equipped at setup without paying its, points, paying its points so i car- did hear about this we were free, talking free about cargo this. shoe crapper there we were talking about this at the store on tuesday as long so quote you can't take cloaking device because that's limited you mm-hmm. can't take a saboteur's map because it's huge ship only and also limited. You can't take Babu Frick, uh, but you can do yeah, rig cargo shoot. Surprise! Yeah. It was a rig cargo shoot all along. Or overtune modulators. Surprise! I've decided I'm going to take three uh, three calculate tokens now. Feedback array. Oh, what's that? We're going to bump. Surprise! I get it was a feedback array. So the argue, the conversation we got into with the store, what's the highest point cost non-dotted illicit that you can uh, take? It's, it's not even about... Right, so what about um, false transponder codes? After you acquire a lock on an object, or an object acquires a lock on you, if you have your charge active, you lose your charge, and you jam whatever you locked or were locked by. So Pete, right, you can get around that by... Obviously, you can't take a lock until it's the time you want to jam something at the same time or someone can walk you with a lower initiative ship and just get the jam off it so you can't but now you get to go aha it was this all along now i'll turn on my false transponder codes so it's even harder to not get target locked and jammed yep hmm. but yeah i think the, the, the conversation we got into in the store this was with the highest one that they can think of i think it was like 10 points for a non-dotted illicit so basically, the person that's run this is effectively running a two hundred and ten point list. Um, no, there isn't a ten point illicit. So, I mean, I I'm, did not. I was in the middle of a game of forty k, so I did not have the time to sit down and and, and uh, fact check them. Huge on ship only. Um, rigged cargo shoot is four points. Oh, okay. Well, then that's not so. That's bad. the more ex- most expensive thing. That's not so bad. So, so two points in old money. Yeah, two points in old money, four points in new. I mean, we don't know how many points the Hotshot Tail Blaster will be. I was just going to say, interesting enough, we just pulled that one up, because that can be on a medium or large base ship. Uh, it's two in the rear at range zero, zero to one with two charges. Uh, this attack can be performed at range zero. Uh, spend one to do the attack. Again, this is one of those ones that feels like pre-bumping rules change. Why would AMG do this? Almost oh, as if you can tell where the line of delineation is coming up between the FFG design f- philosophy and where AMG is going. 
Yeah. It's a shame because that would have been a really cool card in a different iteration of the game. I, I think it'll be mm -hmm. fine. It still, it still lets you shoot out the rear on ships that don't normally have it. It is correct. Dot. It's got the missile icon, so you don't get an extra dice at range one, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and it's know. limited, and it's yeah. limited. Uh, I don't see it no, 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 no. It only gets you only get two attacks. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, I thought oh, you meant okay. yeah. I thought you meant limited. Like, not a limited card, too. but it's yeah. limited in in use. Yeah, you are correct. R right, right, yeah. right. I, mean, I, I don't. I feel like if I. If I needed to use it more, I'm probably playing wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only cool part is, I mean, again, given the ship that it's designed on, you're giving it on a ship that has a stall who could literally go zero. You're gonna slam into uh, them. This one, I think, is from the um, the card the, pack. No, the SD seventy mm -hmm. assault ship. Yeah, the razor. The, the oh, yeah. Because I'm already yeah. thinking like, oh, that would go great on that would go great on the gauntlet because it's gonna stall, stall again under old rules. I'm gonna stall. You're gonna slam into me, and now I've got a cannon that can shoot you at range zero from the. Yeah. I mean, ult ultimately, I think the ultimately, Razor Crest had a stall as well. We looked at that, didn't we? Ages ago now, potentially. Yeah. But I think, I think though, I think I think, so. I think the quality of this is limited, just because it's only two dice. Yeah. Then I think we're up to page. But, hang on, camp on that for two dice when you weren't getting an attack before. No, I get that. I, I get that. Against but most, I mean, most likely an untokened ship. Well, this is this is you're spending you're spending points that you need to spend because you don't want to give your opponent points, but you're putting this on your ship for that. Yeah. Right. Again, like I said, in a previous iteration of the game with d different strategies, I could totally see that being a viable option. Yeah. yeah. Going into new strategies, eh, not so much, maybe. And so are we have... down page 11? Page yeah. 11. Yes, yeah, so we're now... Sean's I... all over it, man. Look at that. Are we into Ahsoka now? We are. Ahsoka we are all Tana. into Ahsoka. <laughs> Leaving that one alone. Uh, going to be adding one. She's going to come in for your Republic or Scum. Um, after you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend one force to choose one friendly ship in your rear firing arc. It's your not even firing arc. arc. Your rear arc completely. Yeah. Yeah, your rear arc. Uh, range one to two. If you do, that ship may perform a red focus action even while it's stressed. So there's another way you could double stress yourself if you really wanted to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean... I mean, you're still performing a red action, which means you do gain the stress from that. So you're already, even if you're stressed... You're gaining an additional stress on top of it. But that being said, you could have target locked into a, a into a focus or target locked into something else. Whatever it is, you can still end up with your target lock focus. There's ways. Well, there's to do a some bunch of stuff back. you can do here. Like so, put it on a YB six six six. That's uh, at initiative two. I think the transition slaver. Great choice. Um, that that moves at I two. You fully execute your maneuver. You spend your force pick. Uh, Fenro, who's behind you, he gets to perform a red focus action. Then he does his two hard, and then target Slow, locks, and yeah. then target lock. Exactly. Yeah, easy. Just like the good old days. <laughs> you just got to work harder for it now. Yeah, just a yeah. little, a little bit. Still um, some token stacking here, though. So then this we have Starbuck. Starbuck. I was going to say so this card makes me regret the fact that they stopped doing movie stills on alternate art cards 
because I'd love to see Katie Sackhoff on this card, like an alternate art version of this card. However, uh, uh, to me, I think they've done, is it Rosario Dawson? I, I think I think the Ahsoka cat does look like her. I'm not saying it doesn't. But then it's, the Bo-Katan right, right. one doesn't look like Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just for me. All right, maybe this is just me, but over the weekend when I was moving stuff off of bookshelves and back onto bookshelves, I still have all of my old alternate art cards from first edition. And I, I still have like the movie still Darth Vader card and like all the movies still like the bigs. And it was just I, there was something about those versions of the alternate art cards that are always going to be very special to me. Not that I agree, anything. but I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I agree one hundred percent. I still have all my first edition movie still art cards. I think alternate art cards by artists are better. I agree. But it doesn't mean that it, like those cards. I agree that they'll always have a special place in my heart. But but ten num is a garbage card. <laughs> like. There's no soul to those cards, whereas I think having an artist representation, you you get more from it than a do yeah. from a movie still. I'm just saying that now that there are actually, and admittedly, they couldn't have pulled this off before uh, Mandalorian, but now that there are actual live-action representations of some of these characters, it would just be fun. Maybe that's something we could... Because there was a whole community out there that was printing alternate art cards on their own kind of thing. There's, I could see a place where an Ahsoka Tana with Rosario Dawson or Katie Sackhoff doing Bo-Katan, I think would be really cool. So if anybody wants to do that and send those to Dice Saint Productions, that would be awesome. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Bo-Katan. Do I need to set up ad at Dice? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> um... So she comes in for the Republic and the uh, the Separatists. Uh, of course, a dotted card. Uh, when she perform, uh, while you perform attack, if you're at range zero to one of the defender, you may re-roll one attack die. Now, again, that kind of makes me wonder how things are going to work when you're at range zero because we've already talked about not modifying dice. Well, but this goes back to the concept of potentially cards that have this may still have that that ability. So remember, not modifying dice would be a core rule, and one of the core rules is that cards trump. Okay, that's true. Rules, so, yeah. yeah. So in that case, she becomes really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I might that. I don't know. Obviously, she might be shit because they might errata to not do that. I don't know. True. All right. True. But Fair like, point. Or well, they might banner. Or they might banner. Atomic Mass Games rules. put this picture out. So if they were going to errata this into the fucking ground, I imagine that they would have right. released the errated version. Right, right. Um, I, I mean, that will I will be on board with the you done gone fucked up their AMG train if yeah. that is the case. But... Is it? That is, it's going to be a shame because it's really difficult actually to kind of evaluate some of these cards because as we're reading some of these rules, there's a clear line of delineation between the, the design philosophy whenever the cards were originally designed under FFG and to the rules that we know are coming in some ver- form or version um, that either break or make some of these cards absolutely worse. So we'll see. I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. This is just a tangent because it's us, so I don't think it really matters. But I think one of the reasons why I haven't played much x-wing is because i'm like i'm just on tender hooks for wanting to play new x-wing right yeah 2.75 like, I, I agree i i was doing it wrong 
I was enjoying the game I was currently playing more than I have for a long time. But now I'm like, ah, but is it as good as it could be? Now I want to all of those things that I like. And Ed spoke about this in the past on previous episodes of like a lot of the stuff that I've spoke about as like being little bugbirds with the game. The fact that they're getting looked at, um, so I'm just like, mm, just, just wait, Chris. It'll, it'll be okay. It'll be worth it. Just wait. Just wait. Like, and then you, you legitimately, you've got to wait not only for the core rules to be rewritten and re-released, but then the points to go with it. I mean, they said end of January, February time. So like, what, sixty days at the most. Sixty days in. We'll have yeah. to put sixty days in, and and then come out to a whole new world. All right, we're going to move on to the ST-70 Assault Ship with the Mandalorian coming in at Initiative 5. Uh, comes with a Focus, Evade, Target Lock, and a Red Barrel Roll. Makes sense. Yeah. So um, what the Razor Crest title does what you combo the Evade into a Barrel Roll. But... Right, right, exactly. Uh, when you defend or perform an attack, if you are in the primary firing arc at range 1 or 2 or of range one or two of two or oh, more no. enemy or more anybody checks you may uh change one of your blank results to a focus the, range one of two of two or more so basically I, I, he wants to be in the fight he wants to be have other ships pointing to him i'm so that really he can excited be- sorry to interrupt that i'm really excited no, go ahead. to see if amg continues making cards that are hard to read <laughs> Well, I'm like, can you can you tell me was, how the draw like how vultures landing struts work? <laughs> well, I was thinking that as we're reading some of these cards, I'm like, especially when we got to the flip card, I'm like, there's a novel on this card. Uh, so when you defend or perform an attack, so when you're rolling dice, if there's someone looking at you in range one to two, but it's got to be two or more of them. You can change one of your blanks to a focus. All right, well, okay. I mean, really, well, the way that should have been written is while you defend or perform an attack, if you're in the front arc of two or more enemy ships at range one to two, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yes, yes. They wrote it backwards. Is, they that, And that's why I stumbled over it as I was reading and it. And their, like, their proofreader was pretty bad on this one because it should have been changed to that exact wording that I just said. Yep, I agree. Yeah. The Mandalorian, of course, comes in as a crew who adds a reinforce, um, comes in as scum only. During the end phase, if you did not defend this round, recover one non-recoverable force token, if able. Or non-one reoccurring. Non-reoccurring force. Non-reoccurring force, you say. So the only non-reoccurring the... force would be wherever you put the child. The child. Uh, I was going to say, now that we're getting there. We've, so we, we've spoken about the child before. I don't want to go into it too much because we had the argument about if it was going to be good or not on how Merciless Pursuit was giving your opponent target locks and all of that stuff. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. And I think I've already... So, so, so here's a question. So can you not choose to put the Merciless Pursuit on two ships and keep the recurring? Uh, no. Because it's separate instances. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's two different abilities on there. So during setup, you do the uh, Merciless Pursuit part, and then separately to that, your force just loses its reoccurring icon. Gotcha. 
Imperial Rebel Oscum. Yep. And I've already cool. made the joke, but it's clear that they did this from season one of The Mandalorian because in season two, we know his name. <laughs> Grogu. Uh, yep. no, it, oh, sorry, yeah. I was thought we were talking about uh, Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. They they got his name in. Uh, Din Djarin, they put that on the, the pilot, the actual uh, pilot card, but... I mean, maybe childhood... we just get a better version of uh, Grogu. Crew, I, you know I, I'm I mean? waiting for the broody Grogu that yeah, Grogu that's like playing video games and like, all right, fine, boom, all the stormtroopers are dead. Can I go back to my room, Dad? Like that's the Grogu I'm looking for. Uh, Kyle Ren kills him anyway, so don't worry about it. Shh, shh, don't tell anyone. I wasn't in <laughs> Force Awakens, so Kyle must have done it. Yep. All of Luke's students were dead. They did say that in a canon movie. Yep. Tell you. So um, we also have Bo-Katan in the gauntlet. Uh, all the same statistics, nothing's changed. She's coming in at initiative four. Uh, after you execute a maneuver, you may gain one deplete token to choose uh, to choose an object, an object in your fr- uh, primary firing arc at range one front, to two. So in your front fire, front arc. Isn't it? Well, it doesn't, I, okay. it doesn't mean primary it firing arc anymore. Any, front, you're right. I always any trip up firing on this. arc. On your printed be. on your ship card is a primary weapon now. I know, I know. That's still first edition talk spilling yeah. out of me. I apologize for that. Uh, if if you do, another friendly ship may perform a target lock action on that object. Now this could get really interesting. With I would assume that all um, what am I thinking? Objective markers are going to be considered objects. And I'm kind of curious if this will start coming into play with other cards that may or may not affect objective markers as AMG begins to float into some of theirs. So while it may not seem like, I mean, because I'm trying to think of other objects you'd want to target lock. I mean, you can't, there are uh, missiles that can blow up rocks if you want to go down that route. It's not even, like, I don't even care about it saying object. It's the fact that it's in in Republic. So, and you can pass out target locks and then sync console had to move those locks around and just fire off you might actually get to fire missiles now the mm-hmm. spoiler would be that you're having to take Bo-Katan and then having to take like V19s with missiles and yeah. sync consoles so you're probably still doing it wrong but you know I'm not going to step on your architecture it's alright no, and if I'm an AMG games developer, and I'm looking at Bo-Katan's card, I'm thinking of myself, all right, technically, objective markers are objects in the game. We now need to have some other type of interaction with that. Maybe they gain an extra point. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know which, which way you could go with that, but there is some design space to wiggle around with in this particular card. So that one's going to be one to keep an eye on. Not to mention the fact she is an I-4 in a gigantic ship that's going to be doing a lot of damage on the board. I mean, that's still pretty darn good. So uh, move on ooh. to the, the Night Owl Liberator. Yeah. That is going to be your generic but dotted uh, Initiative 2 uh, in the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It, it Let's Republic have one. Yeah, whatever. I'm still iffy on the generic but dotted, but... I'm I- not, because it lets you cost it properly. Yeah, that's how fair. many times so, have we said that you can't play with decimate with patrol leader because it gets stupid before it gets good? Yeah, because you yeah. can take four of them. Whereas, in if you if the patrol leader was dotted and it was like 50 points, 
I don't I don't even know how many points. I, this is how fucking little how many I care about patrol leaders. How many times you actually run them? Yeah. Um or decimate uh, patrol. First, uh, first off you'd have to sixty seven. First off you'd points. have to you would have to own four of them. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, but like if you like I might actually play a patrol leader at fifty points. Like that's the kind yeah. of gap you're getting to before like currently it's four points more for Icon. Yeah. So if I'm gonna take one, it ain't gonna be a patrol leader. Right. But you can't make the patrol leader cast cost less than sixty six, because then you can run three of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Get stupid before it gets good. Yep. Stick a dot on it. I don't care that it's generic, stick a dot on it and let's put point these things properly. Yep. Well done, AMG. Well done. <laughs> you have as, as usual, whenever I think that I have got a made a point, you show me the errors of my ways. You are correct. I agree. That is the right answer. And obviously, well done, FFG. It only took you nine years. <laughs> it's okay to put dots on cards we don't want a shitload of. Right. So that you yep. can actually point them appropriately. Moving on to one that I am really excited to see, mostly because it's a TIE fighter. Uh, that's going to be Moff Gideon coming in at the Ruthless Remnant Leader. Interesting that he's still going to be for an Imperial card, which I guess kind of makes sense, even though the Imperial Im- the Empire isn't really around at that point. But that's semantics nonetheless. Yeah, um, the vacuum the vacuum still hasn't hit First Order yet. So Correct. I was going to say, there, at some point in time, it's going to transition, but not yet. Obviously, in the storyline that this is based in. Um, so we're going to be coming in. It's, it's still going to be weird to me to see him on the same table as um, Luke Skywalker, but or Darth Vader. But anyway, I, I, that, that, that's the same problem. Whenever Kylo Ren was initially in the in in, in the Imperials, whenever they first released that yeah. ship before they became their own they became their own faction, like that's really weird. But okay, anyway, um, coming in initiative four uh, has all the same things. He does get two energy, but obviously it's going to be based on his ability. Um, when and while when an enemy ship at range one to three defends before dice are rolled, you may spend one energy and choose a friendly ship at range zero to one of the defender. Why FFG? Uh, what I, what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna let you read the card, and I'm gonna ask you to tell me what it does. <laughs> while an enemy ship at range one to three defends. Before dice are rolled, you may spend one energy to choose a friendly ship at range zero to one of the defender. If you do, defense dice cannot be modified during this turn, and choose a friendly ship and gain uh, choose and choose the, a friendly the ship chosen friendly ship. What? Do you want me? Do you want me to read you this card in English, not in FFG? Yeah, please, because I'm yeah. tripping. Like what? When a when an edit. When an enemy ship at range 1 to 3 defends, before dice are rolled, a friendly ship at range 0 to 1 of a defender may gain a strain token. If it does, defense dice cannot be modified during this attack. You must spend one energy token to accomplish this. Correct. He's got two in their reoccurring. So that's a really specific set of circumstances. So when your swarm is at range 1, you... So Pick one of your ships so, to gain a strain token to allow no dice to be modified when that attack has happened for, on the defender. So the thing to remember is this can be any attack. The yeah, ranges no, are irrelevant. As long as the ship being attacked is at range one to three of Moff Gideon, we're good. We're gravy now. We can activate the ability. Right? But you need to have then a friendly ship. Then you need ship to do it before you roll dice. 
but you also yeah. need to have a friendly ship. No, but we're range. getting there. We're getting there. But so to to do anything, the ship that is defending has to be within range one to three of Moff Gideon. If it's okay. not, there's nothing else. So the first check, if you want to use this ability, is that defending ship. I'm going to measure to Moff Gideon. Mm -hmm. Right then, before you roll the attack, I think that's irrelevant to a conversation. Now we all understand why this is. Uh, the case, so you can't say, "Oh, I didn't roll any hits, so I'm not going to spend the charge." Right. So then you've got to have charges, so you spend it. Then once you spent it, you measure range zero to one of a defender, and if there is another friendly ship, or it could even be you. Yeah, it does say it friendly. Could be Moff it, Gideon. It could be Moff Gideon. Agree. Yeah. Um, you put a strain token on the ship because you have to pay the cost. Then mm -hmm. they can't. It's weird because there's two batches of costs, theoretically. That yeah. So I, basically, yeah. Moff Gideon said, Academy TIE Fighter pilot, fly up there and block that guy so he runs into you, doesn't get an action. And then, and then that ship that your Moff Gideon is attacking. Anyone, now, Sean, anyone is attacking. It doesn't have yeah. to be Moff Gideon's attack. That's what I mean. It, there's a lot of word. Effectively, yeah. What, power runner could power runner could be attacking. Yeah. The way I think of it is the um what he does is he goes, Why this guy's shooting, you over there, would you like to be Colonel Jacks for two minutes? Yeah. Hold hold this strain token and we'll call you Colonel Jacks for a little bit. Yep. Can't spend focus or evades or modified dice, whatever. So that Ooh. ship so that ship, that defending ship, as long as he stays at zero to one of that def of the ship that took the strain token anybody shooting at him basically forces him to not roll in or modify just for the, this attack just for one attack yeah yeah um but i really like it because i think it lets tie fighters hurt jedi yes because i've played against shakti it's fucking bullshit <laughs> What's that? So you're telling me Anakin's got two evade tokens every round and three force? Right, okay, awesome. So he's got stealth device. Okay, so he's agility four with three force tokens and two evades every turn. Right, sorry, do you want to tell every me that again? Why is this allowed again? Oh, because <laughs> the game's in perfect health and there's nothing at all wrong with it. And nothing should not ever be all. changed. Okay, cool. Not, not a thing, Chris. Not a thing. So my two-attack oh. dice ship is going to shoot you? Oh, I, I'll just not fucking bother, eh? Yeah, like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Now, you actually get to try and damage things. Fuck, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, the next one. My new potential Black Squadron replacement, uh, the ISB Jingus, uh, Jingoist. Jingoist. Jingus. Jingus. Uh, only two, two dots, so you're only allowed two. Before you engage, you may choose a one friendly ship in your primer enemy. Your, enemy, 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 enemy ship at your front firing arc at range one to zero. Hmm, interesting. If you do, that ship gains a deplete or strain token and you of your choice unless it chooses to remove a green token. So so we'll we'll do this again. Before you engage, mm -hmm. so you haven't even chosen them as a target. Correct. You so may like, choose so like one the, enemy ship. Like the top of the fight phase. Yep. Uh, no, so, so it would may... still be at initiative four. Oh, it still comes before you engage. It has to. Okay. Yep. But I'm a person. I engaged. 
But it's you may choose one enemy ship in your front firing arc at range zero to one. If you do, that ship gains one deplete or strain token of your choice unless it chooses to remove one green token. So not only not only are you not attacked, you do not have to attack this ship. Oh. No. Would you, would you like to joist me? Exactly. Because now uh, my two jingoist, uh, jingoists are going to say, okay, so this first one hasn't engaged yet. So I'm going to pick you, this exit. I'm going to pick Luke Skywalker. Do you want to um, get rid of a green or do you want this strain token? Right. I'll, I'll get rid of my focus. You're okay. Right, well, I'm going to attack Wedge. <laughs> right, okay. Um, now my, then my then the next one going to go, hey, Luke, do you want a second strain token? Or do you want to get rid of that focus? No? Oh, you're going to just take the second strain? Okay, I'm going to attack Wedge. <laughs> that you... That's what I'm saying. This is going to replace Black Squadrons, in my opinion, because I think yeah. it's a re- like, like that's a really good ability. Oh, why? Why am I attacking Wedge? You know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to put some um, strain onto these guys when I attack Luke next. Just Moff Gideon's going to spend his thing, so Luke can't spend his boss anyway. Right. So it doesn't matter. They kept his focus. <laughs> but it was nice. To, it was nice to make you think about it at least. Right. I, yeah, just the mind games. Good. Mm-hmm. Yep. If they fell into the same point range, at least remotely close to the same point range as uh, Black Squadrons, they are clearly a superior ship. Uh, if they let me take six uh, ties, with, including Gideon, two of these, Hellrunner, Iden, and uh, if the last Iden. one has to be an academy, I'll live with it, you know? Yeah. But if I well, can you get... want it to be the academy anyway. That's your throwaway put it within range zero I, to I one. I didn't, John. Shit. I wanted it to be Wampa for a three dice attack. I know. I know. Or, or I wanted it to be like one of the other like, three dice. Like, there's, who's he? Is it Mauler? There's, there's two. No, uh, Mauler Mithril, yeah. Am I such a fucking loser? Or is that still first edition Mauler Mithril? Also had a full art card. While you perform an attack at range one, roll one additional attack dice. Yeah, I'll take Mauler. Yep. Thank you. Yep. I Although would I like, I when I roll my four in. dice TIE Fighter attack, I would very much like you to not be able to modify your defense dice. Yeah, with Hal Runner there to help me modify at least yeah. one. Yeah. If they let me do that, AMG have made a mistake. Agreed. I mean, the, great, the only thing worse move. would be if they let me have hull upgrade on them all as well. That I will <laughs> forgive them from taking away my FOs if they let me do this in Empire. And that's only six TIE Fighters. It's not even eight. I don't, I don't know. That's what I mean. Seems fine. Seems okay. Seems pretty good. Seems pretty good. The fact that you've got to kill seven of them because Iden's a thing. It's irrelevant, man. That's not my fault. <laughs> oh, dear. And we've gotten to the end. Uh, it, at bare minimum, I'm excited about the TIE Fighters, but I think there's a lot of other stuff. There is, like I said, there is some questionable stuff. Like, we're looking at some of these cards going... But those aren't gonna work like that. We're not. No anymore. I have it's gonna be a strange. It's gonna be, be a okay. strange time. So do I. I, I as do I. But we're all, we you are. We I, have to. We're gonna be in a strange time between until between now and February's between rules and points release before we can really genuinely evaluate. I'm ge- we, I'm genuinely looking forward to that day when that show that we're recording and going over what X Wing is going to be. So. My hope and dreams for this, just just still on the jingoist, sorry, 
But I mm-hmm. hope that you only get one in the pack and you're going to buy two packs. Oh, oh, they wouldn't do that. that would, I wish that's what I want the FFG legacy to be. <laughs> we made a mistake selling conversion kits and not being able to sell ships and losing a shitload of money. So what we're going to do is make you buy two card packs. Oh, yeah. Get wrecked, Empire players. <laughs> There'll be two in the pack. You'd have to think. You you do have to think. You would have better be. There better be. <laughs> it does All make right. me wonder, um, because I'll be pissed off if because you can't have Gideon and the Jingus on the same side. So it should be three cardboard, which should then, in my head, a layout should be Jingoist Academy, Jingoist uh, Obsidian, mm-hmm. Moff Gideon, and Black Squadron. Yeah, I agree. That's how you should do it. If they do Jingoist and Gideon, and Jingoist in a different name, I'll be fucked off. That's, that would be a shit thing. And they, it, FFG has done that before. I, I, I will come back to um, they put Django Fett and um, Sam on separate cardboard, so you only have to buy one to be able to run both. That was nice. Yeah, but yeah, they figured they figured it out after a while. But oh, what was oh, I know the, the argument I is know. that they stopped figuring it out because that just costs some money every time they do that. That seems like such a cheesy way to make like. <sighs> admittedly, the amount of ships that I have bought specifically for the cards inside the actual upgrade cards inside is ludicrous. I well. Can't, uh, I mean, you had what two epic ships that did that? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it, you're, all right, you're, so you're yes, pumping out a hundred, but two hundred bucks for two epic ships totally to get three that. cards to totally get three cards, totally three fucking that. cards for two hundred bucks. That wasn't FFG's fault that, that, that you didn't play epic and enjoy them. I wanted to play epic. I've been one of the largest epic proponents since it released. I mean. I'm thinking more along the lines like whenever um oh what was the my effort my first edition brain has frozen the card that allowed you to gain an evade token at range three the anti turret card auto thrusters from the star auto Viper thrusters pack. yeah auto thrusters from the star viper pack you got what one or two in that pack because I think I you got own, two I believe yeah I think he's got I, two but I, I can't own. Remember. Two of those, so that I can have four copies of Auto Thrusters. Mm-hmm. They're sitting right there because <laughs> it's the only reason why I want. So it's not uncommon for me to buy a ship for the card, but for the stupid card stock on the damn ship, come on, come on, man. The yeah. worst, the worst, the worst was when I first started playing First Edition, and you could not find ships anywhere. You could find, you could find starter packs. You could find the Falcon. You could find um. Slave one. So when I had to buy two individual um TIE fighters because they put Muller Mithril on the back of uh Hellrunner. Hellrunner. Yep. <laughs> and damned if you want to run both, you have to go and buy two of those and you couldn't find them anywhere. Yep. Oh, fan. those were the those were the days. And of course, <laughs> did did Ed do that? Yes, yes he did. Why wouldn't you? you... <laughs> Oh. Well, those were yeah, those are the days that everybody was playing out of my box at the time. Yeah, uh, I think that's it. That's a good. Uh, There's X-wing-y, a lot of like just going over new stuff. Right. We had a good like solid hour plus of X-wing content. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so that should do it for this one. Uh, before we go too far, of course, uh, we are recording this two days, a day before New Year's Eve. So I do want to take the opportunity now for those who are listening in 2022, in the future. Um, Happy New Year. Hope all goes well in 2022. For the love of God, can this COVID thing go away? I'm so, so ready for this to go away. Uh, and maybe we'll hear things like, you know, like OP and how they're going to start running you know, running events and in standard play. I'm really, really looking they forward to it. have already reached out to people about Worlds and if people have invites if they can, and intend on coming, if they can get, get in touch with them. So they're already... So- so if you didn't, if you have an invite, Ed, you make sure you get in touch with them. Well, I do not have an I, invite. Well, no, 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 no. How do they know? Because they're reaching out <laughs> to people. Because it doesn't seem like the list made it over to them. Yeah, it does uh, seem that way, doesn't it? Real surprise if the list didn't just get thrown in a fire when everyone got fired. Yeah, that is that is correct. Oh, that's, wouldn't that have been a shame? That, that sounds uh, plausible, in fact. The, 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 there is a non-zero to percent chance that that could have happened. Yeah, well, yeah. What are you gonna do? So what, so what you're saying, fault. Sean? What you're saying, Sean, is I should reach out to AMG and say I totally would. I, I would like have to- a podcast, don't you know? Of course, I've been invited to world. Of That's course, right. absolutely. The world's in Seattle. Ooh, that'd be easier for me to get to. I imagine. Yeah, Calgary to Seattle Probably. can't be an expensive flight. We- Not one. Just fly to B or fly to BC and then take the ferry over. Uh, I'm I'm sure I've flown. I've been to Seattle on one of the flights I did. Um, I always went to see like, Seattle. Well, how okay. far is it from how far is it from there to Vancouver? From where you are to Vancouver? So Vancouver's three hours. It's a it's a three hour drive from Vancouver to Seattle. I know that because when I was in Vancouver, we thought about driving down to Seattle. And elected not to because it was a three-hour drive. It's well, part like, of that's uh, a, part of that's a ferry crossing now. True. Yeah. It's only like an hour or so wide. I'm pretty sure, but maybe an hour. I was just wide. saying, if if you if you could drive, you could drive from where you are to. I don't I, know. I could do it in I, a day. I'm pretty confident I can drive to Seattle in a day. Um, yeah, I think because I was looking at driving to Anaheim to do um, Galaxy's Edge, but that's pushing the. Uh, that's a two-day drive, probably a. Right, probably a three day drive if you do it properly and like enjoy it and you know, sleep, <laughs> sleep at Galaxy's Edge, man, on my spaceship, just waste it. Pew pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have been to that Disneyland. It's, I know, it, it, yeah, I have I'm been jealous. there. I want to go, but uh, I'm also poor. I'm looking at my lightsaber right now. That was fun. That's, uh, I want to go because I want lightsabers to play with now. I mean, for Evie to learn right Star Wars with, I don't know, reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it says here, if, if you Cal- do end Calgary, up going... Calgary to Seattle's 11 hours and 54 minutes going through the states. Yeah, that's the way I go. Don't want to do a maintenance if I don't have to. I'm just yeah. saying if AMG wants like official coverage of the event and they need people to talk... They should go I to mean... Gold Squadron and... Okay, yeah. If you want it done well, you should. You should you, I mean, if, I'm pretty sure we're yeah. a way down that list nowadays, Ed. Yes, contact Dion. He's absolutely the one to talk to. But if you want it done badly, with his, but badly with lots but, of first edition lingo and passion, I'm sure Dion will do just fine. You're right. God damn it. No, Love you, Dion. 
Um, okay, yeah. Thanks to all the patrons this year. Um, we'll figure something out for next year for like, what to send out and everything. Generally, I try and mail shit in January just so I don't hit the um, the Christmas rush and stuff gets lost. But yeah, thanks for everyone who supported both Dice Hate and Lack of Focus on Patreon. Uh, if you would like to continue supporting us, we'd really appreciate it. And um, if you wanted to get in touch with us, you can shoot us messages on Facebook at Lack of Focus Podcast. On Facebook, you can email us at Lack of Focus Podcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah. Follow me on Instagram, Dissect Chris on Instagram. You can see all my nice models and games of Necromunders and sometimes X-Wing. Um, you can probably watch us all streaming um, Project Zombies or whatever it is. <laughs> that might be happening soon. I have to install it before I go to bed. Yeah. Project, Project Zomboid. And um, I think Ed owes some money to charity. I do. He oh, darn. He didn't play a game of X-Wing. Before I had show. I had intentions of doing so. If I would, ju- what threw me off they is the fact that for Chris, no money spent. Yep, yeah, it threw me off was the fact that I had Monday off, and I felt like that whole day was Monday for me. So when Chad messaged me at four thirty, right before I was ready to leave for like leave for the store, I'm like, oh, a, I didn't realize I was going to the store, and b, I had never spent any like I would have spent time because it's end of the year. I would have spent time during the day just building a list, anything to take up there. But like I hadn't dug anything out. I like I have to go into the closet and pull some of the X wing stuff out of there. Like it, it would have been a mess. It would have been a mess. It's all right. So I'll tell you what, Ed, because I'm a nice guy, we'll go for the same charity that you would have picked, and you can donate money to it this time. Yeah, no, JDRF. I'm totally so I, that. I said the the winner of the bet gets to pick the charity. The loser pays. But we'll go with JRF, and you can uh, you can have your charity. So you. You'll still get that warm Aww. feeling inside, you know. It's a team effort, but Aww, it'll be your money you. this time instead of mine. That. Yep, I will. I'll be yep. more than happy to do that. I'll send you the receipt. <laughs> um, what yeah, was that's the dollar all... amount? I don't even remember. Pardon? What was the dollar amount? I don't even remember. It was either 10 or 20. I can't remember. I'll, I'll check well, the tapes. Check the tapes, let me know, and then we'll, yeah. uh, I will make sure to put the correct amount in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's all of my stuff. I, I saved the swipe mockery for the end there, you know. Get the oh, that's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Last one of the year. Yeah. All right. Sean, always good talking to you, my friend. Good to be here. Chris, always fun chatting with you as well. Always good to be here. So again, thank everyone for another year wrapped up in the... We've got episode 100 rapidly approaching. It means we're like legit or something, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think we were ever legit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So until next time, guys, as always, like us. Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.